Welcome to Our Jewish Roots. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old received divine approval. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Faith for the future, our journey with the patriarchs. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. I am Jeffrey Seif, and we are looking up, yes? Right, and the whole series is about faith for the future, and sometimes we look at the stars for our future, but there was a message for Abraham that came down from up there, right? Yes, he looked up and God spoke to him through the cosmos. All what a story. about his future and many, many generations to come. You know, I've been out at Starry, Starry, Dark Nights and looked at the stars, and it's very inspirational. What's our drama today? Well, it speaks to that piece of inspiration, to tell you the truth, and we're going to see it now, where Abraham is beckoned to go out and gets a vision for the future by looking above and seeing the stars. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield. Your reward will be exceedingly great. אברהם, אנחנו מזדקנים. אני מתחילה להיות עייפה מכל זה. לא, לא. אדוני הבטיח. מה שאלתי אותו? איך אדע שאני אירש את הארץ הזאת? ומה הוא אמר? הוא אמר להכין מזבח. וכך עשיתי, עגלה, עז, עין, דור וגוזל. And the Lord said further unto Abram, Thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and they will afflict them for four hundred years, and afterwards they shall come out with great abundance. And in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river Euphrates. Vayomer, 
Habatna Hashemayamah. And the Lord said to Abram, look up now. I mean, he was looking down. He was discouraged. He was deflated. Things didn't make sense to him. And then he got the word. It says the Lord appeared to him, the word of the Lord, and said, look up now. Oh, it was a word for him to be sure because that man needed faith for his future, didn't he? Faith in God because things weren't going terribly well. But then he got the word, look up now. I want to look at the word, in fact, and see the particulars of it. Speaking of the word, you know, in the Hebrew Bible, the scripture is referred to as Etzchayim, the tree of life. With Abram now, let's look up now. Because he says here, Yehyeh Zereka, he said, your seed is going to be multiplied. And listen to me, listen to me. If you're an agrarian, as they were back then, your seed is your future. Seed back then is a 401k today. It's a retirement plan. Look up fearful, you have a future. You might not feel it, you might not see it, but it's there. Now we wanna talk about faith for the future and I wanna alight upon the fact that Abram bought into the program. He lived proleptically, that is to say, he, he embraced it before he got it. And the reason why I say that is because in verse six, it says, and he believed in Adonai, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. Righteousness wasn't going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, on Wednesday, and all week if there's a revival. I'm not trying to discredit that, but it's believing in God. It's having faith in him for the future. He did that. He took that step. And then we're told subsequent to that, that God made a covenant with him. He entered into a relationship to facilitate the promise of a seed of offspring and then a place for the offspring to go. We're told in chapter 15, verse 18, later on, on that day, Adonai cut a covenant with Abram. In Hebrew, there's no verb to make, it's cut. He, you've heard the expression to cut a deal. Well, that's where it comes from, literally, the verb to cut. He, he, he made a contract with him. And it said, he said, I will give to your seed Zara Israel, the seed of Israel. And by the way, there are people who are of the seed of Israel, but they're not of the religion of Israel. I mentioned that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's father, a famous professor, argued there's some 30 million Hispanic people in Central and South America descended from Sephardim, Spanish Jews that came to the New World. They don't practice the religion of Israel, but if they're checked out genetically, they belong to the people of Israel. There are certain people that have stirrings within them uh, toward the Hebrew people. It might not be just something spiritual, it's something genetic. There's a kind of impulse there. 
In any case, he doesn't say, so shall your religion be. He says, so shall your people be spread out. He says here specifically, he gives boundaries. He, 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 he speaks to people about a place. There's a territorial dimension. He says, I will give it to you from the river of Mitzrayim of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. Now, if we're looking at the ancient world, uh, we're looking at two big markers there. And there's real estate placed there for the Hebrew people right at the southwestern portion of the Fertile Crescent. Abraham is on a journey. He's on a journey with God. He's a bit discouraged, and Sarah is too. Hope for a future with children seems not very doable, but with God, all things are possible. Lord gets a hold of this fella, slaps him up a little bit, gets him looking up some. He does, he believes, God makes a promise, gives him some land, and the rest is history for him and for those who imitate him, for you as well. Our resource this week, the Grafted In Necklace. Wearing this lovely sterling silver rendition of a classic messianic symbol shows you recognize the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and stirs curiosities and witness opportunities with this tribute to light, the Lord, and abundant love. For this resource and more, call 1-800-WONDERS or visit us at levitt.com. This whole series is about faith for our future. Kirsten and I never dreamed in our wildest dreams that we'd be going to Israel two times a year. We have the faith now that Israel is in our future. Right, we'll be going back. Yes, also for you to have faith that Israel could be in your future. Pray about it. We would love for you to join us on a trip to Israel. We go both in the fall and the spring. Information right here on Levitt.com. It's not just a vacation, there's something right. very inspiring. And looking up to the stars, of course, as noted, Abraham was inspired. Someone wrote not long ago, they said, boy, I wish I could give you a million dollars. And I was indeed appreciative of that for the ministry's sake, but I'm not looking for million dollar checks. Inasmuch as Abraham looked up and saw a bunch of stars, if everyone who watched this program just did a little, that would really help us to move forward a lot. I mentioned that, please, I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking out at you, all the friends that you, your last name isn't Gates, uh, but uh, you are uh, in love with the Lord in this program. If you could pick up a pen and do a little, we surely would appreciate it a lot. We'll get to hear from your beautiful and intelligent wife in a minute, but first let's peek into the lives of Sarah and Hagar. Uh, sometimes we girls can get catty with each other, and even back in the old times, it wasn't any different. Here we go. 
שריי, אנחנו בכנען כבר עשר שנים, שנינו מזדקנים, שנינו רוצים ילדים שירשו אותנו. ההצעה שלך בעניין הגר הייתה אוהבת, היא הייתה אכפתית. עשה לי עוול בדבר הזה, ואתה יודע את זה. עכשיו המצרייה הזאת היא שונאת אותי, כי עכשיו היא נושאת ברחם שלה את הבן שלך. זאת אשמתך, ואתה תצטרך לחיות עם זה. הגר היא השפחה שלך, עשי בה כרצונך. As I see Sarai here, my heart goes out to my distant ancestress because of all the different emotions that she's going through. There's pain, she is barren, she is the matriarch of the clan, of the family. She is to be respected, and yet we're told in Scripture that Hagar saw her as Kalal in Hebrew, despised, belittled, uh, and it was not a pleasant place for Sarah. And you can see it in her emotions and in the pain. And the comfort that we have when we go through these times, and maybe you've been despised or betrayed, I sure have. And I'm comforted to know that Yeshua was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Who better to comfort us in these times of difficulty as we see with Sarai, who is in deep pain? I like to know that the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, is there with us. He's our paraclete, the one who comes alongside of us and comforts us. And Paul encourages us as well in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in any of our affliction with the comfort that we ourselves have in Jesus so that we can comfort others. God never wastes suffering. He cares about us. He carries us through. And we know the end result because we know about Sarai as she becomes Sarah and she's the mother of many. But there's the journey of going through, and God is faithful. If we can't see his hand, we can certainly trust his heart. Barry was mentioning that Hagar now was belittling Sarah. Sometimes when there are two wives and one husband, there could be fighting happening, but that even happens among women. And I, I think sometimes uh, we set our minds to what we want, and I think Sarah wanted Hagar to bear the children, because she couldn't. 
But all of a sudden, that ugly thing called jealousy kind of started stirring up in Sarah, and Sarah sent Hagar off. But God saw Hagar. God saw her pain and her shame and her hurt and sent a word through an angelic being of promise and prophecy. Let's watch that now. And Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt harshly with Hagar, she fled from the face of Sarai. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain on the way to Shur. Hagar! Okay, here's the word for this segment, meow. What kind of Hebrew word is that, you wonder? Well, it's really kind of English, as in cats. I mention that because these ladies are getting at it. There's a little in-house cat fight going on here now. It sounds a little disrespectful, I get it, but it's true. And quite frankly, I'm not particularly impressed by Sarah's performance. She's not at her best here. After all, she was the one that shoehorned this maiden into marrying her old man. And literally, he was an old man and that was a young girl. She turns up pregnant and it gets very, very complicated. Someone might not like me saying it like this, but it's true. Again, I don't think Sarah was at her best. But of course, not everybody can be as sweet as my wife, Barry, all the time. Well, Barry has her moments, we all do to be sure, so I don't want to be too critical. But what I want to underscore here is even as things deteriorate, uh, what I observe in the literature is that God has some love for Hagar and for her child, Ishmael. Never mind my little meow play on words, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Ishmael means God hears or God listens. How about that? This disenfranchised young girl thrown under the bus. You know, God had her back. 
talk about faith for the future. Now, let me offer a corrective to something here, which might not comport with the sensibilities of some. I mention that because those of us that love Jewish people, hooray. Those of us that love Israel, hooray. Those of us that believe that God has a place for the Hebrew people in the land of Israel, hooray, I love it. But sometimes those of us of that ilk are inclined to be particularly disdainful of these brothers from another mother. Uh, I find no merit at all in hating Arab people or hating anyone for that matter. And speaking to the children that are going to be born here, Ismael and later uh, Isaac, uh, when Abram dies later on, they're both at the funeral getting along. It wasn't until uh, the conflict, you know, Muhammad was born in 570 AD, he mobilizes in 610, and something else is born thousands of years after this story. Uh, we're related. People say, well, you know, are those Arabs anti-Semitic? No, they are Semitic. <laughs> we're from the same stock at the end of the day, descended from Abraham. And what I find noteworthy in here, and that what I want to commend to you, is uh, to be a lover of all people. God put on my heart some time back that yes, I do support the Jewish people in the ancestral homeland, and I have good reason to do that. But that doesn't incline me to be disdainful of other people. Personally, I don't believe we're allowed to be that way. In any case, when I look here in the literature, and again, I'm looking at chapter 16, verse 10, the promise to this, uh, this uh, woman who finds herself in a bad way, you know, Abram and Sarah went a bad way earlier and a promise came to them, I'm going to multiply your seed. Well, same thing is said, by the way, to, um, to Hagar here. I am going to deal bountifully and multiply your seed till there are too many to count. You know, there's a big planet. When I, look at, uh, uh, when I look at planet Earth, you know, the belt around the waist is 24,000 miles. You know, you can look at the distance east to west in Israel. It's rather small. I think there's a, a room for a lot of people on this planet. And um, I think there's room for Hebrew people to dwell in their ancestral homeland. And I believe uh, there's room for the brother from another mother to, dis to dwell in proximity as per the literature here. But you know what it's going to take to bring that about, I think? Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. And by the way, he was the one that said, blessed are the peacemakers. Let's be about that. There are a lot of problems in the world. Let's be part of the cure. Let's endeavor to build bridges to those estranged from us. I think that's a good thing to do. Similarly, I believe that even amidst the turbulence of broken relationships, fractures, misunderstandings, and resentment, I believe those of us that can marshal faith for the future, that we know that we have a future in God and that he's going to watch over his word to perform it, I believe those of us thus-minded are able to look at others that aren't thus-minded with a kind of grace that wouldn't otherwise be there. Why? Because they have faith in God for the future.
Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store. There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. In your last teaching, you talked about Ishmael. And I think we believers in the Bible kind of kick Ishmael to the side because it's all about Isaac. He was the promised child. But you also mentioned and taught that there was a covenant blessing and promise that God himself gave to Ishmael, correct? I don't believe in kicking human beings to the side, period. And I believe race hate is unacceptable. And I'm all for, as I mentioned in my teaching segment, supporting Israel. But I don't want to hate the brother from another mother. That does not comport with my sensibilities. Mm -hmm. That offends my understanding of what it means to be Christian. And I, and I like that because if, if I remember right, it was a, a sand one, as, if, as the sands that you see, so shall your descendants be to Ishmael. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a big world. God has a way of taking care of everyone. And there were promises to Ishmael and his progeny and perpetuity. Yes. So indeed. even in our downfalls, when we make mistakes, when we step outside of God's perfect plan, there's still grace. There certainly is. There certainly is. Now there is, and I don't want to, I want to end the, the moment on a happier moment. Uh, there are people that are invigorated against uh, Hebrew people in Israel of Islamic extract. Uh, um, and I think that's unfortunate. That needs to be stopped. We need to find a way to build bridges of peace. And the Bible gives us insights on how to do that. Mm -hmm. So much more in this series. Thank you for your teaching today. We end our program. As always, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. the day where